Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, players, to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. If you're looking for a show to give you brutal honesty, whether it's in fantasy football or in life. Look no further, bud. We got you. We're your guys. D-Mendy here, joined by Johnny Football, Johnny Foosball. How are we doing? Yeah, not Johnny Football, man. I'm not getting kicked out of Cleveland. <laughs> how's, uh, how's your week been going so far? Uh, it's still early. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance of something good happening. Yeah. <laughs> don't like that confidence. Also joined by everyone's favorite Washington fan, the Bradstradamus, Brad Kilgore. Is it Trevor Lawrence season in Washington? See, the thing about Washington is we're not even bad enough to, to be good. So, it, yeah, we're not getting any Trevor Lawrence. It's just going to be the same mediocre quarterbacks every year. I've accepted it. Justin Fields season. Oh, there we go. Or uh, what's the guy from yeah. North Dakota State? Trey Lance, he's going to be a Raider. Oh. <laughs> he's going to be a Raider. Okay, wait. So, Micah, before we get started, you do you dabble into fantasy football and fantasy baseball. And you told us before the show you're not huge into fantasy basketball. If you had to pick which sport you feel more confident about as far as your knowledge, which one do you feel between the two? Jeez, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I, pro- I probably say baseball. That's my, that was my first my first love. That's when I first started even playing fantasy sports. And I, I kind of like inked into football just because I started playing baseball. So probably football for sure, for sure. Okay. So, I mean, we got you on the right show then. That's awesome. You can help educate us with some of these topics here. Um, so speaking of topics on the show today, we have the fantasy court. In a season full of COVID, there's many issues facing fantasy leagues this season. And our panel of attorneys, you can't see my air quotes if you're listening, uh, <laughs> these analysts are going to tell you how you should approach these situations in your league and then will ultimately judge and rule a verdict based on these decisions. Letting these decisions linger is only going to ruin friendships, so we don't want you getting booted out of your league or leaving your league angrily. Let's deal with these mm. problems head on before it's too late. All right? Before we do that, we're going to do uh, – or after that, we'll go to our question of the week. Which team comes to your mind first when you hear injury-prone? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. But first, we've got some news and notes. So it's been a little while since I've been on here speaking to you guys. So I want to get into some news that have happened over the last couple of weeks. First big one, Dak Prescott suffered a gruesome compound fracture in Dallas's 37-34 win over the Giants in week five. And Dan, Andy Dalton kind of debuted and did not look very good. He was very bad, Andy Dalton. So Brad, what do you make of this Cowboys offense going forward for Dalton and for the pass catchers in Dallas? Uh, I don't think it's panic time. Uh, I think Andy Dalton's always been a very uh, serviceable quarterback and, you know, one that if he's your backup, you feel very confident about your chances. And, you know, as it happens, the backup goes in from time to time. And if you're serviceable and you have the weapons around you that the Cowboys have, then 
you know, Zeke Elliott and Gallup and Lamb and Cooper and, you know, Dalton Schultz. Like, I, I just think it's a, a very talented core of, of uh, uh, receivers. And I think Andy Dalton's going to be just fine, you know, in two games, two more games after he gets the offense and the reps under his belt. A QB1, Brad, yes or no? What's QB1? Is it, is it top? Is it top, top 12. Let's go top 12. Top 12? Yes, QB1. Like it. For, All right. for the record, for posterity, Brad, I do want to mention in a group chat last night before the game, you said Andy Dalton was due for four TDs. And uh, oh. I said, what, turnovers on drives? And for, they did have four turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> two from him and two from Zeke. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't um, know if I was going to play that off as like being a joke or not. It, I was definitely serious. <laughs> So, John, I want to go to you for this next one. You're the backup quarterback whisperer. Tua was named the starter today for week. They have, the Dolphins have a bye week. They'll be back week eight. What do you think we should expect from Tua, the pass catchers, and do you have a destination you think Fitz is going, or is he staying as the backup? I, I think mainly I'd be a little bit worried about the pass catcher. I don't expect him to, as a rookie, set the world on fire, and his first week is a tough matchup in and of itself. Um, against the Rams. I'm surprised they didn't, if they were going to start him, start him against the Jets rather than Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. But with that, I do think Miles Gaskin is even further on the rise. He was looking like a great pass catcher with Fitzpatrick, and it looks like he may just get the ball more with Tua. The Dolphins' offensive line is sneaky bad this year. They haven't given up a ton of snacks, but snacks out of sacks, uh, but it's just because Fitzpatrick has been getting rid of the ball so quick. I'm worried that Fitzpatrick goes to the Cowboys, and I am upset that I didn't grab him off the waiver wires. You and me both, man. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that doesn't happen. I, you offered me like Drew Brees or Claypool for my Drew Brees because your uh, Dak went down, and I didn't take it, and I should have taken it and just picked up Fitzpatrick and called it a day. <laughs> I'm a I'm a little confused with all the um the trade chatter going on with Fitzpatrick. I, I think you know the reason Tua fell was because you know he got that gruesome injury and I think now you know one of the first things people are saying was like how small Tua looked out there I don't know that they're going to be you know big like very keen on trading away their backup quarterback who probably should still be started right now but if, if they get and get a second from the Cowboys that's a lot of a lot of draft picks for them next year on a team that doesn't look too bad right now I would like to think that the Cowboys will give Dalton another chance before they would make assessments. I think you could see Dalton was getting destroyed. That line is all their third string and backup players. They have their three or their four best linemen are out with injuries. So I, let's wait and see on that. I want to get to our next one here. And Micah, Derrick Henry just absolutely railroaded the Houston Texans over 250 scrimmage yards. I mean, I, I was like scared for defenders watching him on TV. Uh, my question for you about Derrick Henry, is there a running back that you would trade – Derrick Henry for right now. Camara, that's it. That's, so, that's the only. Mm. Yeah, so just Camara. Just Camara. They're two different, completely different running backs, but they each have their own unique talent that makes them above everybody else. Henry, I personally, I avoided Henry for some reason on my dynasty startups this year, and I don't have any shares. And I'm, I, every time he runs the ball, I get pissed off about it. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> believe in him. But I, guess, I guess it took one more year for me to see what he was doing. That this is this is guy's different different type of player. So like he's just he's just a unique type of player that's going to get yards every game. He doesn't have to catch passes passes to have PPR value. He'll get touchdowns because he's just big, you know. So the only guy I would get besides 
Henry is definitely Kamara because he can do, you know, he's Kamara. He can do a lot of things on the field. He's right. And I think that's a, that's a fair point. Cause I think, I mean, it, it was different when he was a second round pick and you, but when he's a first round pick and especially if you're in a PPR league and you're like, all right, this guy's not getting any catches. I'm banking just solely on him running the ball. He's not getting that same volume. He's not getting 30 carries a game like he was before. I, I echo that same kind of worries to, like that you had. And I mean, this guy's doing it now from the beginning of the season on, which he hadn't done in his career yet. So, um, okay, so I'm interested. I'll open this part up. If you have Derrick Henry, are you trying to sell high right now by getting a good top 10 running back or top 12 running back and then maybe a wide receiver? Or are you going to just ride this thing out with Henry? Are we, are we talking redraft or dynasty? Like I, did, I have different perspectives. Good, good question. All right, so let's let's do for redraft purposes and then for dynasty purposes. Redraft purposes? Redraft, I'm holding for the entire year. He'll, he'll probably finish as a top five guy. But I would say in Dynasty, if I'm if I see a guy that has like say DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins and C.D. Lamb, if I can get say, somehow two of those guys, just cause, you know because what Henry's doing, for sure I'm pulling the trigger. I'm trying to you know maximize the value of Derrick Henry right now. If if I can afford you know to do that, if I'm if I'm in contention, I might just hold. But if I feel like I can still compete and give away Henry at the same time, I'd probably grab the two. Like that answer. Very good and very interesting thoughts on that. And I get I can't think his value getting any higher at this point. So if you do want to sell him for some kind of in dynasty, like you said, for that type of value or in redraft, if you can get maybe Kamara or you get a good running back in a, another piece, I can't blame you for that. Let's move to the next one here. Dalvin Cook pulled his groin week five Sunday night loss to Seattle has missed a game already. And they're on a bye week. They don't, they say for sure if he'll be back for week seven uh, or for week eight, excuse me, Brad Madison threw up a stinker. Really glad I did not have him in any DFS lineups. And I decided to go contrarian with Viking stacks, but what do you assess for Madison going forward? Is, is he a, just set it and forget it if he starts or is there any hesitation before you put him in? Honestly, Madison, he, he, the only reason he had a bad game was, you know, because I think they went down like 20 points to zero from the beginning. So he didn't really have a chance to, you know, get a bunch of carries to, you know, blossom, you know, his value. So I think, you know, within the right game, he'll definitely be RB2. But he's not he's not Dalvin Cook. That's probably what we've been confirmed at this point. He's not, he's not <laughs> Dalvin Cook. He won't make, you know, 60, 80 yards out of 10 carries like Dalvin Cook can. Right. I, I agree. I agree with Micah in that, you know, the game script definitely affected Madison. But I think, you know, a big problem in the fantasy football community is that recency bias like affects everybody's value of players. And I think we've already seen what Madison can do when given the touches time in and time out. And I think he had a dud last this past week, but that's not who he is. Um, I'd be very comfortable starting him if if, if he's starting. All right, well said. Let's move to our next bit here. Atlanta fired head coach Don Quinn, Don Quinn, Dan Quinn, and GM Thomas Dimitrioff. How do you like that pronunciation there? And after an 0-5 start and now 1-0 under Raheem Morris as interim head coach, I think this is interesting for their offense as I think anything was better than what they were doing before. And Matt Ryan with Julio Jones now healthy maybe looks like you can actually put him in your lineup, but... I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on how Atlanta looked against the Vikings. They looked like a completely different team. Is that just you want to be fired up because you have a new coach you're playing for? Is that all the weapons are healthy? John, what do you think? I think it's partially fired up. Partially they're playing the Minnesota Vikings who Kirk Cousins will just hand you the ball. 
to the other team. So I, I wouldn't read too much into a, a big Vikings win. It's fair. Um, either Micah, Brad, what do you think? Do you think Atlanta has some new life, or is this kind of just a flash in the pan? Yeah, like, like, I mean, they have the, they've always had the talent. You know, they have Gurley, who's looking like he might have some, you know, gas left in the tank. Ridley's healthy, Julio's healthy, they have hers. So they have, they always had, you know, they had the talent on the field now. So, I mean, it just takes the right coach to you know how to utilize the talent that he has. And I guess Morris is, you know, doing a better job at that than uh, than Dan was. But I will say though, I think you know the Falcons' demise kind of started, you know, back when they got rid of before and Shanahan. And ever since then, you know, the record has been going downhill. I guess maybe I don't know if, if Dan doesn't have you know total you know confidence in the locker room or confidence as in, in in himself, but something has you know caused a gradual demise in that whole you know whole team. Unfortunately, and that's what led to where he's at right now. I uh, I think there are two GM jobs that I think would be the most exciting jobs to have in the NFL. One of them is Houston, and one of them is Atlanta. And I think it's because both of them are so terrible right now. I think it's clear that you just kind of have to burn the whole thing down and sell all the assets you can and just rebuild it. And Atlanta's in a better spot than Houston because they have a lot of star power that they can trade for a lot of value, with the exception of maybe Gurley because of his knees. But Gurley looks good, so I'd be fine keeping him. Um, I, I just think I think you have to rebuild that team. I think it's clear that they're not. Whatever they had, you know, two, three years ago, they don't have it anymore. Like, I, I don't know if it's, you know, the rest of the league figured them out or um, just some of the, the X's and O's stuff that, you know, are more intricate intricate that I don't, you know, quite have a grasp on right now. But I think it's clear that they can't really compete at a high level and they're not ready for a Super Bowl. And that's what they were, that's what they were going for, you know, a few years ago when they were consistently making the playoffs. So I think yeah. if... Um, if you have the opportunity to, to kind of sell on a lot of these guys like Julio and, and Matt Ryan with big cap hits, I think you, you should go ahead and do it. I like that. Um, interesting to see. And I, to be honest, I feel really bad for any Atlanta fans between all the heartbreaking losses in the Super Bowl this regular season. They just lost a 3-1 lead in the NLCS to the Dodgers. I mean, I cannot even imagine the life as an Atlanta fan. So we send our, our hearts and prayers out to you guys So that are actually Atlanta fans. Uh, last couple of bit of news here. Alex Smith was in a game for the first time in nearly two years, sacked six times, Ooh. threw for 37 yards. I don't want to analyze this too much because he's the backup, did not play in week six. I just want to kind of give him a little golf clap. Because that was a uh, a gutty performance to go out there and uh, I think everybody no, not retire. <laughs> How scary was it when he was sacked by Aaron Donald again? I was yeah. terrified. I I was holding my breath with every snap that he took. Like I can't believe uh, the fact that Kyle Allen was cleared to go back in the game, and they kept Alex Smith in there. Like I, I get why they did it because it's you know it's a tremendous story. Like this guy coming back from an injury that would have ended careers. You know years ago like we just had Joe Theismann on the podcast he's a perfect example um the story was great but I don't think you we saw videos where he could barely walk and to have him go get tackled by who he was getting tackled by it was it was just scary all around I think everybody felt like they were watching their own kid playing when they they were that nervous that's how everybody's holding their breath uh last bit of news here big news Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets and signed with the Chiefs so I want to kind of keep this one pretty short. Uh, I know there's a lot to break down with this. 
So let's go around. Let's go John, Micah, and Brad. Just give me 60 seconds or less. Your thoughts for what it does to CEH's value. Does Le'Veon Bell have running back two or flex value? What do you think for both those guys? I'm starting to think that just because of how good CEH is, he he will still, you know, get most of the workload, but Le'Veon might take more of, you know, Darrell Williams and uh, Robinson's role as opposed to taking into, cutting into a CEH. CEH. That's it. CEH is workload. workload. Brad? I think this is Ronald Jones and Lennon Fournette right now. I think this is a backfield where, you know, if either running back is injured, you have a must start. And if both of them are healthy, you could put one in your flex. Like the offense is so potent. They're they're a little sluggish right now, but you know they're going to get right. Um, The offense is so potent that if you have exposure to any part of that offense, it's hard to believe you're not starting them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the move. And John? Uh, despite two good games for Clyde, he hasn't really had a great season. So I do get worried about starting him every week with Le'Veon Bell coming in because he hasn't been dependable week to week already. So it, it can only go downhill. And I, as a Le'Veon Bell uh, fantasy owner, I'm hopeful that he has a, a huge role. <laughs> yeah, I drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire everywhere. He was one of my two bold predictions. I had Clyde as a top five running back in PPR. And I had CeeDee Lamb as a top 12 to 13 wide receiver. Um, the Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I think, has the potential if they didn't sign him, as you could see last night. Most teams are playing Mahomes to throw deep. So they're putting eight defensive players back, and then there's a lot of running room, a lot of lanes for him to go through. So Mahomes yeah. has taken what's there, and um, I think there would have been a lot of potential. He wasn't scoring touchdowns. That was the problem. But Not at all. <laughs> he's, he's, he's had one called back each week, so I think there's a little bit of bad luck in there too. I think that would have stabilized a little bit. but uh, Almost had a, a, a costly fumble last uh, last Monday, David. <laughs> yeah, but he, he uh, his knee was down, so I'm all, it's all I'm good. Curious. I'm curious to – to see what you think, do you think that they got Love Bell because they are disappointed in the production that Edward Delaire has had? Or do you think it's just a matter of like, if there's a good player available, we need to get that good player? I think it's a little mix of both. So, I mean, I, as a big Chiefs fan, you know, watch a lot of their games, how things get broken down. He was not finishing. He had nine carries for negative one yards when it was fourth and or when it's basically goal to go. Um, so he wasn't getting any type of, I mean, his line wasn't helping him out a ton, but I mean, he was literally going nowhere. Um, so I think that they brought him in to be that guy to come in Levy. And if Le'Veon Bell comes knocking on your door, asking for under a million dollars to play with you, I don't think most teams say no to that. So I think it's a combination of, they weren't going to go out and go get him, but if Le'Veon Bell's knocking on your door with that kind of offer, I think you're like, Hey, we have running back depth because pretty much was Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson behind him. And He's a good player. Make both of them fresh, um, especially if you want to run the ball, if that's what they're giving you. So I, I think it was more of a, a combination of, of those two things. I don't think they would have done it, though, if Lev didn't ask to basically for nothing to come on the team. Um, but I do want to move on here because we have a, a lot to get to today. And if you've enjoyed what you're hearing so far, how about you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts? and want to hear more triple play, great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball show and basketball show that's debuting this week. You can check out available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, how about making us happy like Pharrell wants you to and leave us a five-star rating and review. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Triple Play Fantasy. 
Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions, annoying gifts, and of course, our weekly episode drops. You might have had a roster with Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, and I'm so, so sorry if that's the case. How about you listen to us for the hypothetical reasons of you actually being competitive and you winning a championship? I know it's not going to happen, but listen to us just like you actually had a chance to. We want to keep you entertained, but it starts with you. Thank you, the loyal player, for your listens each and every week. And before we get to the fantasy court, one quick announcement, a big announcement that if you aren't following Trip Play Fantasy on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing, but we announced yesterday that the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast has a new home. We are now a Fantrax podcast on the Fantrax Podcast Network. Shout out to Tim Wagner, to Eric Cross, and the entire team at Fantrax for this amazing opportunity and believing what we were doing with all the shows that we've been doing. We really started getting serious about podcasts back in March, but John, I know you remember uh, a little bit before that, just talking in our phones and uh, <laughs> the, the amateur days that we had a little under a year ago. And so it's incredible to see where this pod has gone. Brad, you brought so much energy and, and life into this pod. And um, I want to emphasize this does not happen without you all, the listeners of this program, your ratings, your review, your reviews, your plays, your feedback, all mean the world to us. It's been an honor bringing you this weekly content that we've been doing and that you're choosing to spend some of your time listening to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this doesn't stop here as we continue to aim to grow and get better and better each week. And we're excited to bring you that same humor and analysis on this new platform. Let's go. The fantasy court in the fantasy football. And if you guys get where this reference is from, I'll be impressed. I assumed it was law and order. Oh, you already knew it. Into it. Oh, good job. <laughs> in the fantasy football world, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The fantasy court of analysts who investigate the crimes and the judge who prosecutes, prosecutes the offenders. These are their stories. Dun, dun. So we have five court issues facing many fantasy leagues this season. Again, our attorneys are going to kind of break these down, help you rule. Uh, what should be fair for your league. And then we're going to, again, judge it, lay the gavel down, and we'll be good to go. Don't let these issues linger. Let's go to the first one. All right, COVID lineups. So when games are being announced as tentative but not definite, for instance, the Chiefs and Pats in week four, the Titans and Bills in weeks five, uh, what are you doing as a commissioner of your league? Are you allowing players to designate a replacement player in case – the game is not played that they can plug in, or are you basically treating it as a questionable going into a Monday night football game? So, Micah, you're the guest. I'll start with you. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I only commissioned a couple of dynasty leagues, but I the first post- postponement, I forgot what team that was. I said that you can just, I added two bench spots actually. So, to you know, people could add two guys and then, you know, do whatever they have to do with their lineup. But then I figured that was a kind of, you know, I didn't like that because I felt like people should be able to, you know, have a backup player. So, next time there's a postponement, I said, you know, Tell message me your backup player, and then that player player's points will be your starters' points if that game gets postponed. I think that happened once or twice. I forget what I forget which which games it were, but I feel like the latter option was more you know fair to the entire league. I like that, Brad. How do you feel about this one? Um, I have a very libertarian view when it comes to like managing your fantasy football lineups. I think like it's your responsibility to um, kind of have the depth. It's your responsibility to. You know, fill a lineup when there's injuries, fill a lineup where there's, you know, COVID, whatever. Like, I think you have to kind of anticipate all that stuff, and that's part of being a great manager. So, yeah, I'm kind of a, a minimal intervention kind of guy when it comes to fantasy football. 
So let it ride out. Treat it as questionable. Don't let them have any kind of ways to tinker. You have to just treat it like a normal game type of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. like an injury. Gotcha. John? Uh, I was definitely along the side of uh, Brad here. There was some controversy in our league. A lot of people wanted to do it one way or the other, but I was adamant that we added the bench spots for COVID and to be able to let people sort of hedge their bets, like, of course you're going to want to start Derrick Henry if he plays. That's kind of the point. Like, it's not really fair for you to also have – uh, a backup player in case he doesn't, you know, that, that you don't really get to do that in any other scenarios. So definitely add two bench spots to let them get some sort of mobility around, you know, COVID postponements, but I'm not a fan of a, a backup player just in case. And just, just for clarification, like, I don't care. Like I'm, I, I'm not, I wouldn't make a, a stink about it, but I do think it's kind of, the point of fantasy is like the better team you have it's to include depth. And that means even if your players have COVID or they got injured. That's the difference between me and Brad is I would make us think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So Micah, I'm on your side. I think it's in stuff that we haven't seen before. And with usually with injuries for the most part, usually you see that they're questionable going throughout the week, but a lot of these things are popping up last minute. You'll see someone on Saturday evening or, or Sunday morning, they're like popping up. Oh, someone tested positive for COVID. And you're then they're like, oh, is the game going to be played? And at that point, you know, free agency is the, the waiver period's already run. So if you're not quick enough on your phone, you can't pick someone up necessarily. So I, I think, for my opinion, there needs to be somewhat of a tinkering in the sense of you don't want to, if this is a league that you're paying for, I, I think that you need to give. Either you put it up to a league vote and whatever the league wants as a vote should win, or at least you give people the option of, of at least making it a fair thing where it's like, hey, the Chiefs game got canceled. The only players I could pick up that are going to play already got picked up because I wasn't fast enough to my phone. Like, that's not fair because, like, I can't get those guys type of thing. So I, I think that's how, that's how waiver claims are for everything else, David. What are you, are you complaining? You can't, you're not fast uh, yeah. enough to pick players up. I, I don't know. I think I couldn't get be... James Robinson at the beginning of the season. Could we give me a, a backup player I can do something for him? There's nothing fair about, you know, having an injury on your team. It just happens. Like, it's just, I, I think yeah, you kind of got to roll with the punches. I had Saquon on the IR, and I, I couldn't get Devonta Freeman because I thought it was Deion Lewis. Do I get to <laughs> sub in a player? <laughs> so it sounds like I was. I have my little fake gavel here. I'm just using a box. But it sounds like this issue is unsolved. So I would just say, <laughs> it, are we fair to say put it up to a league vote and whatever the league vote says a majority should get the vote for this one? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I mean, I- Oh, go ahead, Micah. Yeah, for, I mean, I have, it's not a long story, but I had a little fallout with my one of my commissioners. It was just, it was, I mean, I, I, I had some players that were postponed. I was like, I was like, and with my mindset, I was like, come on, dude, there should there should be like some kind of, you know, because I mean, COVID, coronavirus is coronavirus. It's, it's a disease. It's a disease. You know, you can't you can't predict sure. somebody gets coronavirus in the morning. You wake up, I'm like, how, I didn't know they had coronavirus. <laughs> so I was just, I don't know. For, for me, I'm just like, I feel like there should there should have been something there for for me. But yeah, I, that, that's my take on it. Again, Mike, I'm with you. We're going to be split down the middle on this one. And we're going to say, put it up to a league vote. Whatever majority is, that's what you got to ride with. That's the fair way to do it. Case dismissed. Oh, we, we can't have a an even court with a fantasy court in session. No, we not another no, justice. The, 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 <laughs> I was about to say. But yeah, Eric's not here to be the, the fifth one. But the decision is made to put it up to a league vote and go with whatever your league decides for this one since we're split. Question or case number two. 
how COVID affects waivers. So are you moving the waivers to a different day to allow players to pick up play or people to pick up players if games are canceled due to COVID? Are you entertaining the idea of fab more in this case? Uh, how valuable is it to pick up certain players, that kind of thing? So Brad, I'll start with you for this one. What are you doing for waivers? You, you know I'm in the DFS world where it, it can be a cold game, you know, when when you're playing baseball DFS and, you know, there's rain in the forecast and a game gets rained out and you have a player from that game, oh, well, you know, it's kind of you took the risk of that game wasn't going to get rained out and you were going to get the points and it didn't go out that way. I, I kind of had the same idea when it comes to this. Like if, if the game gets canceled in the NFL, it gets canceled. The other games are going to count and that one's not – you know, if you don't have the depth, you don't have the depth. And I, I think I think the waivers should be when it is. And I, while I, I'm sympathetic and I do understand that this has never happened and, like, it's hard to plan for something that's never happened, um, I think that's part of the fun of this season. I think it's, it's part of the controversy of this season. And, you know, it, the fact that we can even take a step back and have football is kind of, you know, it's exciting and I feel very lucky and I also feel like guilty for watching it at the same time. Cause I know how it's kind of, you know, ravaging the world, but um, you know, when we talk about playing a game, I, I just think the rules of the game should be the rules of the game and we don't have to do too much uh, uh, adjusting for, for COVID. John, do you feel the same way? Do you just leave waivers as it all is, or do you want to push I've, them back or how do you feel? I've always been a fan of, of just the free-for-all waivers that you get on, you know, like a Saturday or Sunday before the game. Some people put too many rules, in my opinion, on, you know, like, oh, you missed the waiver period, so now you can't pick up a guy or anything like that. I I think it you should just leave it as the traditional Wednesday waiver period and then sort of the free-for-all afterwards. Whoever gets them, gets them. Micah, how are you feeling? I, I agree with the guys here. I, I think that – Nothing for me. Waivers doesn't really change. You know, some some leagues I started out with F F A A B and they you know stayed that way. Some leagues we started out with you know no, none of that and just grab who you grab. Loser, average first in the waiver, I guess guess the guy. So I mean that didn't really change for me. But yeah, I I agree. Dave, I will say I do love uh, fab points, and I think you know having to to play the game theory of you no. Know, how valuable is this player to me? How much should I spend on him relative to the budget I have? How much should I Will I have to outbid, you know, other people? I think that adds a, an extra element to the game that's super fun. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, I, I think waivers should stay how they were. You're looking at somebody who spent way too much fab on to Ernest Johnson on, on your beckoning, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have him too. I have him too. Work yeah. yeah, so I think we're going to be in a point where fab is going to be the normal, like how PPR – was kind of the outlier thing. Now PPR is the standard way of scoring for a lot of leagues. I think fab is going to transition to that over waivers. And I love fab doing like the competitive um, NFBC and the NFC do those like competitive things. It's all fab. And I think it's a lot more strategy because you're like, oh, I'm not last on the waivers. I can't get this guy. You can get whoever you want and you have to determine how valuable that player is to you, which is a lot more strategy and skill. So what's, I, uh, what's NF- NFBC? The, uh, I think it's the national what does it stand it's basically like the high stakes baseball leagues like fantasy baseball like you can oh and they have that for season long uh yeah it's football and baseball and you if you enter the main events in each one it's like a hundred grand on the table Uh, 
Oh yeah, it, it, that it's is right. Wild. It's right up your alley, Brad. I, oh, they yeah. have they have like qualifiers where it's like one hundred twenty five dollars, and if you get first place out of fifteen, you get a free entry into the main event. Um, they have like normal, like you know, regular leagues like you would with your friends. It's it's a bunch of stuff. It's fun. Wow, no free ads, but I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, unless they want to sponsor us, which we'll see what happens. Yeah, with that. exactly. Uh, Just let's one move. free entry is all I want. <laughs> yeah. So court case adjourned. Keep it as it is. Let's move on. IR spots. If you have the option to set IR spots before the season and players aren't on buys, um, they're basically eligible for them. But if they are on a buy, technically, if they count it as a buy, they don't get moved to IR. Sites are now letting you add more IR spots during midseason. And uh, if I'm curious if you're adding IR spots before, if you think that's – obviously, I think everybody added more IR spots. But I'm curious, are you okay with adding them midseason? Um, and are you in favor of adding extra bench spots because that also became an option during the season? I think they're trying to adjust on the fly. So, are you a fan of this midseason being able to adjust your league settings, John? Um, I think that you know this didn't come out of nowhere, so I don't see why you had to adjust it mid midseason. <laughs> I mean, anybody to get you know confused that COVID was impacting the NFL really wasn't paying attention. But I don't see the need to differentiate IR spots and and stuff like that. I'm in a dynasty league and they're out for the whole season in the IR. So I don't know if for other leagues it's it's just like the three game IR that the NFL has now. But I think just add bench spots and you don't need to qualify if they're injured or anything like that. But just add bench spots to give a little bit more flexibility. So you're okay with mid season of adding these things? You don't it, think it should be how it, it was. It, in theory, I'm okay with them adding it midseason, but I really think you were just not paying attention if you didn't add them before the season. <laughs> Fair enough. Micah, what do you think? Yeah, honestly, for my leagues, we already added the R and Bench spots before the season because, I mean, yeah, like, like uh, John said, there's, there's no, you know, we, we knew that coronavirus was happening, so we just, you know, prepared. I mean, I, but I feel, if I feel like if you didn't prepare, you know, before the season, there shouldn't be any reason to not, you know, add them midseason. I guess if you if, that should be the case regardless. But then again, at the same time, if your league, if your commissioner doesn't want that, then you have to kind of deal with that. But it should have been added before the season started. And Brad? Um, I think it doesn't really matter. I think um, if you didn't make more IR spots, that only means that you'd be contemplating whether or not to drop somebody or keep them on your roster. If you do drop somebody, the way waivers work are uh, – teams that are lowest in the standings get the first crack at it in which case you know the teams that are lowest in the standings probably don't have you know the firepower to compete for a championship this year anyway I I, I just don't think it matters that somebody on the IR gets dropped or not all right so it sounds like for the most part you should have done it before the season you dummy and if you didn't do it before the season as long it doesn't seem like it's a big deal to add an extra bench spot or IR spot, but next time be smarter. <laughs> Case adjourned. All right. Number four, punishments. Should your league still have punishments this season with all the players that are getting lost to COVID, you lose them for games. Players didn't get a chance to ramp up in a full preseason like normal, so there's a lot more injuries this season. Micah, are you keeping the same punishments in your league? Or are you like, this is the year off from punishments because of all the craziness 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, no punishments this year. Just it's just too much. Too much unpredictability. Too much. You know, things you can't predict. It's just too much stuff going on. So no punishments. Nothing crazy like that. If something you know gets messed up, we'll I'll always you know, you know, talk to people in the group chat, try to figure your stuff out. But I'm not gonna you know punish anybody this year. And leagues that I commission personally. I oh my god, I want to be in your leagues. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nice commissioner. I'm honestly really like I try, I try to be as nice and you know make sure everybody's just you know feels like everything is fair as fair as possibly can be. You know, I like that. Brad, are you punishing someone that gets last place? Uh, life has never been fair, and it never will be. If you get last place, you get last place. That's what it is. Brad's so cold, man. Not letting anything slide. Only no, no, no. <laughs> only, only in fantasy because this is you know it's a game. Like a game should be fun. It should be competitive because the stakes are so low, right? Like you're not affecting anybody else's life. Like I obviously don't have these these views politically. I, I think the stakes are much higher in in real life, and you know people should be given the opportunity to have um, uh, the best hand as possible. But if we're just we're playing fantasy football, man, like we're we're making bets on whether some of our favorite players are going to have good weeks or not. Like I, I just, you know, the, the stakes are very low. I think we make rules to start the season and we should stick with them. All right, John, you're the deciding vote here. What do you think? <laughs> well, first, I just want to take issue with Brad saying we don't affect anything. Who I start in my lineup clearly affects how the game plays <laughs> out on Sunday. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the moment you take away the punishment for one year um, means next year the person is going to really drag their feet to mm. want to do it because the person last year didn't have to do it. Why should I do it? Mm. So mm-hmm. I just think for continuity's sake, you have to leave it in. John, you know what? I was very undecided until that extra point you just brought in there. You swayed the judge. <laughs> Court decides that you must do the punishment, even in a weird year. And if you don't, you're kicked out of the league. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I like if, if your league decides to do them, like if, if Mike is your commissioner and you say no, then it's all good. But I think that has to be clear. Last one we have payouts. So what's the plan if the season gets canceled? We're kind of at the point now where you might be getting to the point where there's enough games where that doesn't happen. But do you say that there's a week that hasn't been played yet? Like, let's say if the season ended today, do you feel that that's enough time that's passed? Or do you have a week in mind before you give a refund for everybody? Or no matter what, there was never going to be a refund. What do you think, John? I I think if if you don't play through the playoffs, you have to give a refund. I mean, a lot of the leagues I'm in, people are separated by, you know, single games so if you don't get to the playoffs you don't finish the playoffs you can't really adequately judge a winner it's be kind of silly to give it to somebody who scored 20 points and won one more game and didn't go through the whole playoff ringer um before the season and so i think and you know we're i'm not in anything high stakes so maybe these um leagues you're talking about uh maybe they have different ideas in (laughs) mind but (laughs) there's no reason to uh not just give people their money back if the season gets canceled. Yeah, I'm not sure what the NFC, well, since football, the NFC uh, does for that, actually. I'm sure there's something in the thing I'll have to, I'll have to look up. But for baseball, I think they were praying that didn't happen because I didn't see anything said about that either. I'm assuming, like you said, John, it has to get to a certain point, probably closer. To, there, there's not in the NFBC and NFC, there's no playoffs. It's whoever is the highest like points at oh, the end okay. of the season gets it. So maybe they would just cut it then. Who knows? Yeah, but, that's a that's a little different. I I could like the playoff 
thing because the NFL does it in playoffs. They don't do a soccer. Whoever gets the most points at the end of the season wins. So personally, I like a playoff format, but that's fair. Micah, what about you? What do you think should be enough time for everybody to get, or for people, the winner to get money or should everybody get refunded? What do you think? Honestly, I think I was, I was planning on just winging it. You know, if if it gets canceled, then at, at that point we'll I'll throw a league vote out there and we'll, you know, majority wins. But I, I, at this point, I was like, I don't. They're they're making so many you know changes. They're trying so hard to make everything work. I think even if it gets to like the last point of, looks like it's about to end, they'll figure something out and they'll finish the season. So I, I'm confident. I'm confident. We, I won't. I won't have to deal with that situation. I hope not either because I want to play some fancy. <laughs> I like Micah because he's just like, look, we're just gonna ride the wave. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're not looking at if things go bad. We're just riding this good wave <laughs> to the finish line. Love it. I love it, man. <laughs> Brad, are you gonna bring us down again? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I agree with John completely. I, uh, I think there's too much variance in the playoffs to crown a winner without the playoffs actually happening i think if the season finishes everything should be paid as normal if it doesn't finish everybody gets a refund all right or all the money just goes in a in a big pot for a big like next year draft party when i love that oh wow (laughs) throwing a different thing into the court here (laughs) i love that it's a surprise party Maybe not a party since we can't really, you know, you got to socially distance. So, but well, no, maybe. next next year in July, everything should be okay. August. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, what think. that's what you think. It's <laughs> all over again. Uh, yeah, we can hope so. So the fantasy court, Mike, it sounds like you're on the same page. It's just that you're mm-hmm. saying you're just looking at an optimistic view of like thinking things are going to ride out. Yeah. So sounds but like it, the court. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but if they don't, you know, everybody gets their money back. I'm not going to deny anybody their money if they win a bet, you know. <laughs> so the triple play fantasy court has decided you have the option of either A, returning people's money if the season does not finish, or B, you throw a giant party for next draft season, as Johnny Foosball said. Case dismissed. All right. That is our five cases for the day. This judge is tired. So we are going to end the court there. Nice job, attorneys. Hopefully you guys helped. I, ironically, people. I have jury duty on Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I think when you I think you told us this like a week or two ago, and that's what gave us yeah. the idea to do this. <laughs> I think you found out like on the pod. That's funny. So hopefully these three attorneys here helped your case, helped your league figure out these solutions should these stuff come up as they're going to probably continue coming up throughout the season. With that said, let's move to our question of the week. And we are sponsored by none other than Manscaped. Right, Johnny Foosball? Autumn's in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins while you're grooming. Save it for the actual pumpkins. And obviously, you know what pumpkins refers to. Manscaped doesn't need to spell it out for you. Use their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It has a replaceable ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology. They have a new weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmers, uses the same good old skin safe technology that the lawnmower uses. They also have a crop care kit, the crop preserver uh, deodorant. Eric swears by it. They also have body wash. They have wipes. They really have pretty much anything you could need. They have nail kits, which are really awesome. Um, So use code triple play at manscaped.com. It'll get you 20% off and free shipping. That's 
Yeah. Triple play at manscaped.com and have a ball this fall. Also, uh, guys, available in the UK, Canada, and Australia. I see our listens. I see 1% come from Europe and hey. 1% from Canada and Australia. You got to start listening to us more. That's right. We'll send you. You write to us that you listen from there and we'll send you something. How about that? <laughs> if you're one of those listeners from those countries, send us a DM on Twitter and we'll get you something from Manscaped. How about that? How about that? Catch me outside, all right? So You can delete that, qu- Jen. <laughs> <laughs> the catch me outside no, part. I, had, I, I heard that. Cool. I, was, like, I had to ride well, with it. I'll also delete the happy reference from 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave that in. No, no, no I'm that. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. So our question of the week sponsored by Manscaped. When you hear the term injury prone, which NFL team comes to your mind? Michael, you're the guest. Go ahead and lead us off. There's only one, guys. It's the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. There's no one. <laughs> no bias there being in uh, Philly, right? No, no bias at all. I, mean, I, mean, I forgot I was a fan for a second, actually. But there's, <laughs> the, the Eagles has only gotten worse, actually. So right, it's definitely the Eagles. <laughs> That is, a, that is a good one. I have them listed as one of the ones I have here. Uh, Brad, who are you picking? I got to be honest. I don't think of a a team as injury-prone. I only think of players as injury-prone. And I barely think of players as injury-prone. Injuries just kind of happen to you. But I which guess teams? it's a, non, a non-answer. Uh, well, like, there's certain teams you're like, oh, my God, they're bit by the injury bug every year type of thing is how I look at it. While yeah, you're thinking, go to John. I'll, yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll come back. Come back to me. Uh, this year, it seems like the 49ers have had an awful lot of injuries. But I think anytime I hear in the offseason that a Los Angeles Chargers player is out for the season in training camp, I am never surprised. And I mean, they stab their own quarterback in the lungs like they are <laughs> injury prone. <laughs> John, that's a perfect, perfect answer. And um, honestly, the three I wrote down. We're the Eagles, the Chargers, and the 49ers. I think those are <laughs> those are the three unquestionable teams. When someone gets hurt from that any of those squads, you're just like, okay, like the sky is blue. It's been like five years and Hunter Henry is always hurt. He always tears his you know ACL. What? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Because they okay. had Andrew Luck all those years and he was always hurt. And now they got uh, you know, T. Y. Hilton was always hurt, and now yeah, Marlon Mack got hurt. Like I, I just think they're they're a team that's always, you know, a, a player getting injured away. Their safety Malik Hooker, I feel like, has never played a full season. He was like their first round safety from like a year or two ago. Yep, yep. So and, and the Chargers too. Yeah, to, to John's point. <laughs> yeah, any of those teams? Again, I think anybody they hear injury prone or like a injury bug team, and that those are the names that come to mind. So. Good job with that list, fellas. Let's move to our last segment, Game of the Week. And this Game of the Week is called The Name Game. So how this is going to work, I'm going to give you all a clue. The clue is two current or former NFL players combined into one. All right, so an example I'm going to give you. uh, If I were to say... So like, let's say I was talking about Anthony Lynn, the head coach, and Lynn Bowden Jr. I would The answer would be Anthony Lynn Bowden Jr., Correct. So if I said the Chargers coach okay. and a Dolphins wide receiver, mm. 
Anthony uh, that's Lynn. Great. Dolphin, that's Dolphins' offensive weapon. When, Dolphins' uh, offense. <laughs> so there's a common name in between both of them that connect them. Does that make sense? Jeopardy style. Yep. So how this is going to work, I've got 10 written down here. All right. And obviously, this isn't going to be one of those where I go around, everybody's a chance. It's the first person to ring in with their name gets to guess. If you guess it wrong, you are out for that question, unless everybody gets it wrong, and then you can come back in, all right? Odds I even ring in once. <laughs> so I have 10 clues written for you guys. We'll start with number one. Two pass catchers that play in the AFC West. Oh, God. This... John, this, this one's a tough game, man. Oh well, you you ruined it. Well, I all I no, can I'm I know saying not, I'm saying your your team's in yeah. the AFC West. You should I know, know AFC West. They, all I can think of is Keenan Allen Robinson, and I like that, that's not correct. Two pass <laughs> which would have been a good one. Two pass catchers in the AFC West. Pass catchers, mm-hmm. please. One is a tight end, and one is a wide receiver. I figured that's what it was. What is a tight end? Because you said pass catchers. Hunter Henry Ruggs. That is correct, John. Oh, wow. Jesus. Good call. Good call. That was good. Nice. Because I, like I was like, Kelsey Waller, like, that's not Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's, those are not working. <laughs> All right. Question two. A pass catcher who's constantly having his last name changed on this very show to make it negative. And the other is a big part of the fast turf offense on hard. Day. Amari Cooper. Amari Cup. Cooper Cup. Oh, uh, Don I got, got it. it. <laughs> he got me. He got me. Well, as soon as you, I like, I knew it was Amari Cooper right off the bat. <laughs> I was about to say Amari Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so John's got two. Mike and Brad, you got to pick it up. All right. Question three: Two quarterbacks, both pretty boys. One was a late round draft pick with lots of rings. The other flamed out of the league and is currently an analyst. And Tom, Brady Tom Brady Quinn. No, I that's keep me. beating your ass, No, man. that's me. That's <laughs> no, me. We got to run that back. We got to go. We got to go to there. I, can, I, can I, just, I got that one. Let's, let's do this from now on. Let's, let's have this say your name and then you get the floor. I'm really happy these aren't as bad as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's call your name out. That way you, you can okay, give well, you the I floor. Got three. All right. Question four. <laughs> One of the best defensive players in football, and the other is a former Raider stalwart on their O line for many years. John, Aaron so, Donald Penn, let's go! <laughs> man, John is God, cleaning up. It, man. He's killing it. <laughs> Keep up, bro. I promise he didn't get this script Goodness. ahead of time. All right, question five: Part of a team without a team name, and the most underappreciated wide receiver, arguably in the league. A quarterback and a wide receiver. Kyle Allen Robinson. That is correct, but you didn't yeah, ring in. I did Keenan Allen Robinson earlier. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, you didn't know one of mine I put on here. Man. I was trying to think. I was trying to think Alex Smith something. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I knew it was Kyle. <laughs> His name is Smith. Make sure to Three ring in with your name. Smith. <laughs> Make sure to ring yeah, in with exactly. your name or John because yeah. you have such a lead. I'll have to. I'll have to count it as. Incorrect. Yeah, I mean, I it, I might. Gosh, if I get one more, I just walk away with it. <laughs> All right, question six. The king of the slant route and one of the most respected veteran defensive players in the league. Keenan Aaron. Keenan Donald Allen? Something like that. That is incorrect. (laughs) Good. I like that that you're at least on the board talking at least because Don's just... All right, give us another clue. Give us another clue. All right, so king of the slant route and then one of the most respected defensive players in the league. He's very old, the defensive player. 
think it was he's a slant route. He's a linebacker. King of the slant. Who is known for running slants? Get a new slant. All right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got, the, I got the wide receiver, but I'm yeah, trying to, I'm trying definitely. to think of the. Oh linebacker. yeah, no. Why don't you say it, Brad, so I can think of the linebacker? <laughs> very, right. very, I'm very old him. linebacker. Go ahead, Brad. All right. Michael Thomas, 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 Thomas. Uh, very old linebacker. Old, old linebacker, Thomas. Thomas, uh, I say, if I say the uh, team, he'll give it away. Thomas. For you. I'll give you five more seconds. Three, two. Well, now I know the team, but I can't think of the player. John, <laughs> Thomas, do you know uh, it? My, so. I'll give you 10 seconds to make an answer, and then everybody's back yeah. in. Yeah. I have the urge to Google right now, but I'm not going to. Resist it. <laughs> Three, two, one. All right, every, everybody's back in. Another clue for uh, so the king of the slant route plays in the NFC South, and the other player is a very old linebacker that played a lot of his career with the Carolina Panthers. Currently I, I, plays for the Washington Football Team. I've I've never thought of a linebacker in Carolina. Currently plays for the know. Washington Football Team. I don't know anybody named Thomas. It makes me feel like I got the um, wide receiver wrong. So the king of the slant route plays in the NFC South. The other is a very old linebacker that played for the Panthers, and now he's on the Washington football team. Very decorated linebacker with the Panthers for many, many years. I think he's definitely been in the league for at least 10 years. Are we going to go over on this? I feel like we gotta, I got to give we, you the Yeah, we, we might just have to cut it off. I Googled it. <laughs> all right brad what is it um michael thomas davis that is correct oh, don't don't act like i was ever gonna get thomas davis no i don't know who thomas davis is <laughs> he played he was a beast linebacker for the panthers for so many years and he also plays for your team now so i figured you might know that no i don't all right let's go to question seven i had an emergency 11th one in case there was a tie but i don't know if that's gonna we, happen we need it we need it all right question seven a great linebacker on a rising team, and the other is a big part of an offseason trade in 2020. I hate you bringing defensive players into this, David. <laughs> a great li- rising linebacker on a Tom Brady-led team, and a big part of an offseason trade that got many people up in arms about when the trade went down. So what was the biggest trade this offseason that caused people to call for someone's job? Oh, and what? Guy. Yeah, that, that guy. I got that part. <laughs> another is another is a great linebacker on a Tom Brady led team. This is what I'm saying, David. You got you can't be bringing in linebackers into this. <laughs> I'll tell you what that that name is in the name. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Who's a great linebacker? You guys have all heard of this player, the linebacker on the no, Bucks. No, I guarantee you, I haven't. <laughs> There's only one player in the league with this last name. I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins, right? That's what we're talking about. No, it's David team. Johnson. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fellas, I am very disappointed in you. I am very, very... I was, I was on fire until you started bringing these random linebackers into, like, Washington football team linebacker. Micah, come on, guy. buddy. I have, I I have belief in you. I'm thinking hard. 
I know the first guy. It's it's John David Booty Johnson. So the so <laughs> the player that was in the off season trade was the second part of it. So you're missing the first part of the name. John David um, Booty. All right, John Guest. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you guys in a few more seconds if you guys want to take a guess. Uh, uh, I'm I'm pulling a Brad and I'm googling it. Larry <laughs> David Johnson. Michael, you got a guess? I'm, I'm gonna have to Google like Johnny just said. I'm gonna save you guys the time. The answer is Levante David Johnson. Come on, Levante David's a Pro Bowler. Yeah, I, I didn't pick like a random off the street guy for this. Okay, one. well, what well, well, you're gonna do Pro Bowl? Long snappers next, David. Come on. All right, next one. So I think John has five. He's a practice squad player in 2014. Come on. Also, I think he's in to at least two or three Pro Bowls now. Um, All right, so question eight. I believe the score is five to nothing, nothing, John, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. I want Mike and Brad getting on the board. Question give us, number eight. Give us, give us one that's like so hard that it's bonus points so we can get back into it. All right. These <laughs> these next – actually, these two next two are a little more difficult, so I'll count them as two points. All right. He likes to eat after first downs, and this guy kicks after touchdowns. I got it. I, I was close with All the right, long snap. Brad. Ezekiel Elliott. This guy kicks after touchdowns are scored. All right, I'm my buzzer went off. I'm taking too long. Go ahead, go ahead. John or Ezekiel Jake Elliott is close, but not quite. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I was. There's thinking. another was like, kicker that there's a kicker in the league. He's currently on a team where he is. Uh, first name is Elliott. <laughs> I actually knew this guy. This his name popped in my head when I came up with the Ezekiel part. I think this is the first time we've had a game that's too hard for us. All right, Ezekiel, Justin Tucker. <laughs> the answer is Ezekiel Elliott Fry. Elliott Fry. Who the hell? Right. Is Who does he Fry? pick for? He was a, I believe I looked and he was a kicker he, for the Falcons. He was? He was yeah. You cannot, oh no, God. you cannot bring a kicker. I, I said that they could be current. When, when Young Ho was out? I said oh they could be current, current I or swear, former. I, I swear, I was thinking, I was like, Young Way Koo, does he have like a different name he goes by? That <laughs> is like Elliot? Like, I, I was like, there's no way there's a kicker named Elliot that's in the league right now. And you pulled out a kicker. It's not even a starter. It's absurd. <laughs> All right, this next one is another two-pointer. A player with a high-profile troubled pass that's currently injured on the Washington football team and a tight end who vultures touchdowns. A high-profile player that had a whole thing about him yeah. a few years ago. I know. I got him. I got to think of And a tight end that's currently on a roster. You know, <laughs> you got to know this player who vultures touchdowns. I'm having trouble thinking of a uh, the Washington player. Brad, come on, the, the Washington players! Oh my gosh! I don't. I feel like his the one I'm thinking of does not have like a first name. Like his last name is not a first name. 
Guys, I, I when I put this together, I thought this was going a little better. I was flying at the beginning, David. <laughs> you were. You were on a roll. Actually, so was I. I had two that just didn't go my way. <laughs> John, you 100% know the tight end. The tight end is a Los and or a Oakland no, it's a Las Vegas Raider. Currently? Currently. Oh, now I got it. I was thinking of the wrong person. Oh, Ruben Foster Moreau. There we go. Ruben wow. Foster. I, for some reason, I was I got Ruben Foster mixed up with Roquan Smith, and I was like, "There's nobody with the first name Smith." <laughs> man, this is this is bad, man. All right, you guys will definitely. Hard. That was a little tough. I was like, "Oh, who is who is this?" All right, you guys <laughs> definitely know this next one. This one's one point. A nasty, high-profile guard, probably the highest-profile guard in the NFL. And a player that is known to have horrible hands. Profile guard. Who is the best He's guard in the NFL? The best guard in the NFL that everybody talks about. Everybody knows who he is. Gabe Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> and then a guy that has been documented as having horrible hands. Jordy Nelson Aguilar. There was a joke on Twitter about his horrible hands. Oh, somebody maybe. Oh, Quentin Nelson Aguilar is Quentin. There Nelson. we He's go, a... John. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Mm, gosh, I should I should have got that one. I that I one I Nelson thought. Aguilar. I knew it was Aguilar. It had to be because I. I mean, there's no more high, high profile guard than Nelson Aguilar. It, or, it's uh, just hard, Nelson, it's right? just hard for me to rattle those those these uh, positions I'm not looking at all the time off. All right, I, I'll yeah, give you guys the fine. I'll give you guys the bonus one, just so that way Brad or or Micah can get on the board. <laughs> this one's worth six. <laughs> that wouldn't bring you back. I got eight. <laughs> a speedster that never developed as a first round pick, and a tight end who plays behind a beast of a tight end. A wide receiver. Ross, Go ahead, Ross Detweiler. Right. Uh, there, remember, there's uh, two names that go in it. Not yeah. What's his first name? Uh, something Ross. He plays for Cincinnati, right? Oh, John Ross Detweiler. Yeah, yeah. John Ross Det- Detweiler is not the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> you do have the first right, part though. right. Detweiler. You, Detweiler is a tight end, right? It's a different name, but it, but you're close. It's John Ross, not Detweiler. What was the tight end? Uh, he uh, plays cool behind. Man? He plays behind George Kittle. You guys have heard the name before. Oh, uh, John Ross Reed or Jordan? Oh. Well, he, you know, he, yeah, well, yeah. no, because uh, Jordan Reed's right now on IR, so it's right now he's the backup to him since Reed isn't playing. Michael still doesn't totally get the game. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, I'm, 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 so if I tell you guys the name is John Ross Dwelly, you guys have all heard of okay. Ross Dwelly, correct? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know of him. Oh man! Well, this game. I John Ross wants a trade, but. <laughs> well, that was at least the beginning. John was rattling them off. We had some. I'm interested for the people that are listening because I know for, we did this game for baseball, and then there were people that told us after that they were like screaming at their phones when everybody couldn't get it. So hopefully that's the case for this one. With that being said, John, you get your fifty or ten, fifteen seconds to uh, FaceTime. Go ahead. Well. I had a lot of time to think about this when we were coming up with our answers for this 20-minute game, (laughs) and I didn't think of anything. Uh, But um, let's just say uh, it's almost Halloween, so everybody don't go party because we want COVID to go away. So come on.
I like it. Wise words from Johnny Foosball. Micah, we really appreciate having you on the show. Thanks for coming on, man. And um, we really enjoyed having you. It was my pleasure. This was fun. We should definitely do this again, honestly. I need need to come on more of these shows. I want a second (laughs) shot at this game. (laughs) I I want another shot at this game. I didn't get get any points. Michael, we'll definitely – I I promise we'll save this game and won't do it again until we have you back on. This will be a game for Micah. to redeem himself uh before any we get out of here anything that you want to plug any projects you're working on anything like that um i do have a, a recent 12 dynasty buy sell hold article over at rotorinks.com if you guys want to let's just want to check it out gives you a couple okay, guys cool. that i think you should grab and a couple guys i think you should give away as soon as possible so check that out all right well i'll be doing that after the show for sure Make sure you are following this man at Fantasy Central One on Twitter. Make sure you read that article and all the great content he puts out. And D Mendy signing off. We are out. Good luck in week seven.